Greetings, programs, and welcome to another episode of Fan Holes. Uh, this is going to be one of our Sentai Saturday segments. Uh, I'm Justin, I'll be your host, and joining me today are two of my fellow Fan Holes, though I'm not sure if they're humans or zoomans. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves and we'll find out. Hey, what's up? This is Derek, Derek WC, Q-Boy Eagle! <laughs> hey guys, uh, this is Tony, and... Uh, totally a three-toed sloth. What of it? <laughs> On this episode, we'll be discussing the first episode of the latest Sentai series, uh, Animal Sentai Jewelger. Uh, episode one of this series aired February 14th, and uh, we're just going to jump right into it. I'll give a very brief synopsis, and then we'll discuss what we liked, what we didn't like, our expectations, and that sort of thing. Um, the show opens with our main hero, Yamato, He's kind of a crazy, like, animal lover guy, and through wacky circumstance, he finds this weird little Minecraft cube. He goes to a magical land of human-type people who have animal heads and characteristics. The typical uh, bad guys invade who are, they have, like, the most appropriate name since Kill McSlaughterfist. They are the Death Galeons <laughs> or something. And then, of course, you know, wackiness ensues. They turn into rangers and defend their homeland. And the Zoomans are transported over to our world and are unable to return. And so they must live on our world with uh, disguised as humans, with human features. And that's that's pretty much what happens in the episode. Kind of a typical, you know, Sentai plot with an invasion, the heroes getting their powers and whatnot. But I guess the first thing you notice about this episode is you'll notice the 40th anniversary logo, which to me, it doesn't seem like it's been five years since Go-Kaiser, but I guess it has. Like, I guess, you know, you get old and time flies. And But this series also has some kind of rather unique things. It has this cowl, like, you know, I mentioned Minecraft. It does kind of have like this whole, you know, Minecraft, you know, kind of digitized, you know, video game feel to it. Like the, the bad guys even get, when they're defeated, they get a coin inserted to them when they get a continue they even can tell, call it a, a continue, which I thought was neat. But uh, uh, you guys watched this episode. Like, what were your thoughts about it? I, I did enjoy this episode a lot. I, I wasn't too sure on the premise when I was I was seeing all the magazine photos and everything because I, I saw that it was animal-based, and I saw the actors in the costumes, you know, representing all the animals. So you had Sela, who was like the shark, and Leo, who was, of course, the lion, and Tusk, who was the elephant, and Amu, who was this cutesy Japanese girl, but she's a tiger. And I wasn't totally sold on it from the photos, but watching it, it kind of reminds me of Go Like, it just seems like it's going to be a fun romp. 
the video game stuff that you mentioned I thought was kind of cool. I mean, I know some people have used it as a disparaging term of criticism, but that the the mecha that they use at the end of the first episode is very QB, very blocky. That seems to be the theme because Yamato's charm is a cube that he has, and that's basically their, their morpher in this, you know, this Rubik's Cube that they can flip open like a cell phone and then morph into the ranger form and everything. But I, I, I guess for me, like I've never really, I, I, I can't say I'm a mecha aficionado. It's like, I like watching shows like this, but I, I guess I just don't have high criticisms of the suits to me, like the suits are the suits and you know, there may be some suits to, to have somebody kind of critique the suit for being blocky and QB because that's the theme. Like, I guess for, for me, I'm just kind of like, Hey, the suit's cool. It does what it does. It merges together. They've got some cool little music playing when all the animals, you know, fly together <laughs> to, to form and everything. And I, I sort of get a kick out of it. It seems like it's, it's very fun. I think, Exactly what you said about the the what they're what they're calling the um, continue metal, I guess, is what they're calling it on the the Ranger wiki or whatever that that they can basically after the the Sentai guys, you know, use their finishing move on the normal sized villain of the Death Galleon um, that they can basically put in a, a quarter in the jukebox or put a quarter in the, the arcade game. And then he gets a, a level up and becomes this gigantic, you know, monster for them to fight. So all that stuff I thought was really cool. So I, I enjoyed that. And then, and then all the boxes, I mean, not only does it sort of invoke Tetris, but they, they have these kind of segments where they're like, what animal is it going to be this week? And, and yeah. then the cubes all have these question marks and it's very, indicative of you know mario brothers or super mario brothers you know bouncing your head on the the question mark and maybe getting a mushroom or you know a death plant or you know whatever comes out of it and in this case the question mark is is it going to be an eagle this week is it going to be a, a shark this week like what what cool exciting animal is going to come out and everything the you know i did enjoy the episode i thought it was really fun the only thing i was super worried about and I'm glad that this turned out to be, I guess, a worry in vain, I suppose. But when when he gets to the, the Juman planet and there are all those characters that I, I, you know, from my understanding, I'm like, OK, we're going to be living with these characters for 50 episodes. And the outfits, the, the I guess, makeup is not like super high tech or anything. They're basically these actors in an elephant mask a tiger mask, a shark mask, and a lion mask. And I was just like, please, God, tell me, like, they're not going to, like, I almost thought for a minute, like, because I, I didn't know too much about it before we were watching this. And I almost thought, what, did, did Toei just cheap out on the actors? Like, they're just going <laughs> to hire, like, one actor dude to, to play the main Red Ranger, and the rest of these guys are just going to be suit actors, and, and they just hired some guys to do voiceovers for the next 50 episodes. I'm like, I don't know if I can hang with that, bro. Like, I was, like, super, I was getting, like, the shakes and everything. Like, I don't know that I can handle this. And then, you know, at the end of it, of course, they're like, well, we will disguise ourselves in human forms. And I was like, oh, oh thank God. You know, because I was like, I don't know if I can yeah, handle they, that. Like, they get some beast X Men cloaky technology. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, I was, I was super worried about that. But, but since that's not the case, and and that's basically how it's resolved, that they have, you know, basically 
human modes i'm like okay cool one of the girls is cute you know like they, they look like humans and i i could sort of wrap my head around that a little bit more but i mean overall i i think it's a nice fun surprise that i i certainly enjoyed uh tony i wanted to ask you like i know you're a big fan of like mecha and robots like what did you think of the main mecha in this episode did you did you like the design do you think it is too boxy like what are your thoughts um as far as uh king Vyuger, um Honestly, like, the toy looks a little wonky. Yeah. I'm not sure if I'm on board with the toy. We'll find out how that goes. But as far as a guy made of, honestly, three bricks, well, three squares, I thought it actually looked pretty cool. I, I, I like the transformation sequence. Um, all the bricks line up in a, in a kind of a totem pole, and a big, huge sword goes down into it. And he pulls the sword out of his head, which is kind of cool. And as far as, like, looking so blocky, as far as, like, the... the the basic Zor designs, I'm not sure about yet. You know, like, you boy, ego, you know, all those. They are very basic, but I also liked, uh, you know, Shinkinger. And those were basically, you know, uh, kanji symbols and blocks that turn into animals. And I was okay with them. So I'm not sure about the basic Zor design, but as far as the, the Megazord, the Mecha, like, I, I think he actually looks really detailed for a guy who's made out of blocks. He does have that pixel look. Um, I thought it was really funny because we, we pretty much went over the, we, me, you and Derek just did a whole generational gap right there. Cause Derek's like, looks like Tetris. And you're like, looks like Minecraft. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, wow. Yeah. Pretty, pretty much the entire gamut right there. Um, I, I think the, uh, the designers were inspired a lot by, cause there, there is a very big, I don't even know if I would call it underground. Now. I think it's pretty much, accepted uh design or an, an accepted aesthetic because of minecraft it's called pixel art and it's basically you know doing stuff in like the 8-bit style a lot of indie games do the pixel art and i think that's what the the designers for the the suit the robot suit and the the you know the blocks and the very like derek said you said like the 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 special effects are very cubey and stuff like that i i think the one thing i have to get used to is like the, the the guys in the uh the control chamber spinning around the cube like crazy to fight. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> but that was kinda silly. Yeah, apparently Minecraft is a big thing. Like I've never played it, but like one of my best friends, he's crazily obsessed with the game and he keeps trying oh, to yeah. get me to play it. He's like, play Minecraft, you'll never play anything ever again. You gotta play it, you gotta play it. And I've been resisting it. But what I've found out is like my nephews even like it and they're seven and six. Like, I saw them a few weeks ago, and we, we were going to play some Wii games. And when I got there, they were watching a YouTube video about Minecraft. And I was wearing a t-shirt, and my t-shirt was the box art for Mario 1. And they looked at it, and they were like, wow, we didn't know there was Mario Minecraft. And I was like, no. no, no. <laughs> That's funny. You shut your whore mouth. Oh, I'm sorry, you're kidding, you're kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> And I was like, no, no, it's not. They're like, oh, Uncle Justin, why are you lying to us? Like, clearly, let's Mario Minecraft. And I was like, I was trying to explain to them, like, this is how games used to look. Like, you know, when I was your age, like, we had Mario and he looked like this. <laughs> That's awesome. And we liked it. <laughs> um, I, I, I will, um, because I had to use this pun for this episode because I feel it's totally natural. I do want to bring up the elephant in the room. <laughs> Uh, so what shoot me? Um, <laughs> um, that Derek alluded to. 
Uh, me and Derek, we're kind of old. We've been around the internet for a while. We, 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 and, and, and Justin, he's, 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 you know, finally catching up to us. He's in his thirties. I'm now in my forties. God damn it. Um, but one of the things me and Derek were kind of worried about when Justin suggested this was like, we saw the costume and there's this thing. I'm not going to go into detail because we tried to keep it at least semi friendly on this show as far as, you know, uh, uh, topics, but we were worried about a furry kind of content. A furry thing is something you can look up on your own, kids. But it's it's a troubling uh, thing. And I'm happy to say I did not get that vibe from this at all, which was really cool. Yeah, I was no, like I, really happy about that. Yeah, I, I, I didn't even... I, I think I think I, if I ever brought that up, I said it jokingly based on the magazine photos that were maybe people's first impression of the series. But I, w- I I'm never going to be the type of person that judges something based on some magazine photos. I mean, I'll at least look at the series itself before I, you know, bring the hammer of judgment down on it or whatever, you know, like, Oh yeah. We were, we were totally know. joking, but there was that little thought in the back of our head. Like, I hope it doesn't go this way. Yeah. 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 No, no, totally. I, I totally agree. I think, I think I had that reservation, but I, I don't even think it came up when I was watching the first episode. To be honest, I thought more of, who am I thinking of Justin? The, uh, red, um, Sorry, I can't think of the guy's name. The 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 Condor guy before um, Sue Ranger or whatever. What are those guys' names? I don't know. Oh, Jetman. Jetman. I was totally yeah. I was I was totally reminded of Jetman. Sorry, Super Sentai fans. You yeah, can all wings there. you can all send angry emails later that I can't <laughs> remember this stuff. But but yeah, it, it totally reminded me of Jetman because you know he he's an eagle. He's got the wings. He's you know he's the lead Red Ranger character. The, something I did want to ask you guys. And I don't know if I'm I'm prejudiced or biased for, you know, Red Rangers or whatever. But, you know, traditionally speaking, an eagle is not red, right? Like, I know, duh, but, you know, like, okay, so an eagle's not red. But I like the design of, you know, uh, uh, Juo Eagle, basically. Like, I think it looks pretty cool. I think most of the animals have colors and outfits when they morph into their Super Sentai forms that sort of reflect the animal. You know, you've got, you know, you know, Leo who turns into a, you know, he is a lion. And then when he turns into his Sentai mode, he's got a yellow outfit and you're like, okay, yeah, yellow goes with a lion. You know, like that seems to make sense. Sela turns into the shark and she's kind of got almost a turquoise light blue. And you're like, okay, the ocean, the sharks, like, okay, that kind of makes sense. Like I get it. And you know, uh, Amu is, a tiger and she's a white tiger so she's kind of got that cool thing going on where you know it's it's sort of like she's uh, she's a bingo tiger yeah yeah it's like it's like she's got the white super sentai outfit and maybe she's got some pink frillings or something like that but i'm like okay that's pretty cool but you know i i thought when tony brought up the elephant in the room like my elephant in the room is i'm all tusk is an elephant and his super sentai outfit is fucking lime green and i'm like i'm sorry I do not like elephant. I'm like, yeah, lime green. You know, it's like, no, like my mind just doesn't go there. And, and it's like, he's got these little elephant feet and everything. And, and I guess I sort of understand, like I can see, I can see the Japanese Larry's going, you know, gray, we can't, you know, we can't make a, we can't make a super Sentai character. That's the gray Ranger, Larry. It's, it's so dull. Like kids won't buy that, you know, like, and, and I sort of get it. But part of me is also kind of like, but lime like what lime like i i don't know it just it sort of weirded out and that's i mean as far as me not caring about the design of the or or i guess 
enjoying the design of the mech regardless of of other criticism i think maybe me having some weird kind of ocd about that particular outfit like the colors on that for some reason like bug me because i don't i don't see any logical connection between lime green and an elephant um actually uh, according to the ranger wiki because i actually did some research after i watched the episode uh, today um this is the first lineup as far as a farting uh, farting <laughs> As far as a starting group of rangers that have this color scheme, there's never been another set that is green, white, red, yellow, and blue. So that's kind of cool. But I do agree that green is kind of weird. He does say during his transformation, I watched the uh, um, uh, overtime sub, and it, it says he's the protector of the forest. And I'm like, okay, again, where Derek's coming from, I don't see a lot of elephants in the forest. Um, and and the forest see? the forest is green, but I'm pretty sure it's not lime green. But that helped me a little bit. Yeah. Like I could sort of I could sort of make the leap. Like I protect the forest. The forest is green. I am green, but I'm lime green. And it's like okay, well I sort of I I'm I'm really stretching to make it work. Is all I'm saying. Like, and I was just wondering, I, I, am I just a weirdo, or did did that occur to either of you as well? I didn't really uh, think about it. <laughs> okay, that's fine. That is, then I'm just a weirdo, so it's no big deal. But I just that was. Something... Would, would you would you would you agree though? Would you agree though, Justin? One thing Derek did bring up that I did notice that did bug me is when they do the beast unleash thing. Um, both the uh, the cat uh, people get kind of claws, which that's cool. I'm cool with claws. Uh, the eagle gets wings, which again I'm cool with that. The eagle has wings, and then uh, the shark gets uh, a fin, which you know it doesn't look great, but I mean yeah, shark have fins. And I know elephants, you know, are supposed to be big brutes and stuff and, like, powerful animals. But his big stompy feet do look kind of lame. <laughs> like, I figured his power was going to be something like, um, you know, like on Ultraman Ginga or Victory or something. Like, I figured his arm would turn into, like, a whip. Like, his oh, okay, or something. okay. Like, he, like, yeah, like yeah. that's what I had in my head. So when he had, like, stompy feet, I was like, okay. Like, he's like, <laughs> I, I guess I can see that, but that's kind of odd. Well, we, we, we have a... a... A good number of episodes to go. I mean, who knows? Maybe one of the episodes will actually see a, a trunk or whatever that, that flickers around. I mean, not not to spoil anything for, for future episodes, but, but I, I do recall having the thought of the whole image-inducing thing and, and when that character Tusk eats something in his human form. In the back of my mind, I'm like, is that really his snout taking that apple? Like I was, I was totally like thinking <laughs> that in the back of my head. So I was like, "That's weird. That's totally weird." Yeah, I, I think Tusk also has that disconnect because all the other suit actors, like Derek said, the the, the masks aren't bad. They're not great, however. They're they're they they they're very detailed, but the the mouths don't move that great. You know, when they talk, is very you know like ar, 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 but at least they move. But the elephant guy is just like you know, <laughs> you know it's like. I'm talking. It was like, where are you talking from? So I'm glad they went with a human, the human-looking actors. Speaking of which, uh, since Derek brought up, just what do you, you think about the? Uh, I guess you would say human cast or the the human, you know, variations of these guys. I like the outfits. Yeah, they seem they seem fine so far. Like I was going to mention this later, but like I I enjoyed this so much that I like immediately went and downloaded the second episode, and like that's that's saying a lot for me. Like one of the reasons I I wanted us to watch this was. As much as I love Sentai and Toku shows, like I kind of, I kind of fell out with Sentai. Like I was watching Ninja last year, and I got up to episode seven or eight, and I just kind of lost interest. Like it, 
I didn't think it was terrible or irredeemable, but I was just like, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna take a break and like watch something else. And um, if, if it helps, like Mars. I, I know you don't get about talking anymore, but Mars echoes your sentiments. He got tired of the ninja really quickly too. That's weird because we easily we easily vehemently disagree on everything. So I'm kind of well. It, it just must be a commonality that that it's not widely received well by a large broad number of the fan base you know that 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 there's there's people who normally have disparate opinions but they're both not enthusiastic about that particular show not that it's awful they're just not enthusiastic about it actually you know that's a good segue for something i did want to bring up but speaking of that uh, our buddy martz did do a kaiju no kame video on the first two episodes of this so if anybody wants to check that out he's got a review up now and and i, I guess his plan is to continue to uh, review those episodes in chunks so depending on when you guys hear this he may have the one episode up or he may have a whole bunch of videos up on on various episodes depending on how quickly we output versus how quickly he outputs so and he's a speed demon so who knows he may he may have hundreds of videos by the time this goes up but but i uh, you know he he seemed to be pretty favorable about the the episodes as well I mean, this this show, you know, that he was pretty enthusiastic about it, like yourself. So, I mean, that must be fun to be, you know, like, obviously you're a fan of Super Sentai, but it, it's kind of discouraging when you're like, oh, you know, w w whatever it is. You know, I love DC Comics, but I, I feel like they lost their way or, you know, I love Super Sentai, but I wasn't too super enthusiastic about the previous series so i mean it must be nice to watch something where you're like cool this is great i'm enthusiastic about it and i i want to talk about it with folks yeah like when we started seeing you know scans from magazines of like what the rangers were going to look like and what the mech was going to look like i was like well this is going to be this is going to be like a lot of fun or it's going to be like a huge train wreck but i have to watch the first episode so that's <laughs> that's why I, like my interest was peaked I, I think it was fun in that, yeah. like, there were a lot of things that I thought if you if you stopped and took the time to, I guess, revel in them, they they would be they they could consider they could conceivably be like plot holes or something like that. But I think like like Die Ranger, you know, this first episode just goes at such a lightning paced break speed you know that that you don't really have time to consider things i mean if i if i was going to be super nitpicky i'd say the the two things that sort of made me stop just a little bit was that i think when yamato is first introduced he's basically a zoologist right he loves animals and he's he's sort of like an instructor or at least at the very least he's a tour guide you know like he's showing all these little kids around and everything and you know when his charm that you know square cube object basically is you know knocked away from him and he has to go chase after it and he comes across you know the dimensional cube that leads him to the juman land and everything like that it's like he he's basically abandoning his job, right? Like, I mean, it'd be like if you had a, a college professor and then all of a sudden somebody threw like their their favorite, you know, Jose Canseco signed baseball out the window and he just ran downstairs and chased after it. And then you never saw him 
ever again. You know, like that, that's kind of what it felt like because because they never really, I mean, I don't know, like I know we've only had like two episodes so far, but as far as this first episode within its own context, like they never returned to quote unquote the scene of the crime. So it's like one of those things where I'm like sitting there going, oh, well, I sort of understand it because the Death Galeons show up and they start shooting the forest and, you know, all this stuff goes down. So you're like, well, that, that group of students or that tour group, whatever, however you want to describe them, they probably also had to flee in terror. But in the back of my mind, I'd be thinking like, well, aren't they worried about, you know, Professor, you know, Kazakiri, like who, who was teaching them about animals? Like, what about that guy that was dressed up in that yeah. animal suit? Like, is he OK? Like, like that, that was something where the, the action was so breakneck and so fast paced that those people, I, I don't know if they're just we're supposed to be oblivious to them for the rest of the show, or if they'll return as supporting cast members who are friends of his or not like that. That was one thing I wondered about the, the other thing that I'd bring up and it's not really a big criticism, but, but I do think the actor who plays Leo, like the, in his human mode, I think because my vision of a lion and the outfit that he wears, even as, as kind of, you know, maybe sort of cheap looking as it is like, like I still have this vision of a lion as the strong giant imposing figure. And, you know, they try to play it that way with him always roaring and doing all this stuff. But when he turns into his human mode, he is like the skinniest, big nosedest <laughs> Japanese dude with a big giant kind of Rastafarian hairstyle. And you get the vibe. <laughs> you you sort of get the vibe like they hired him because he could fit into the lion costume, not because he looked like a lion. Does that make any sense? Like, yeah. like that's kind of the vibe I got where it's like, it, I, I guess the best way, like if you wanted to equivocate and, and, and use the names of actors that you, you know or something, you know, it'd be like, okay, you know, it's like, who are you going to cast as the cowardly lion? You know, like, like, it's like, okay, well, you know, you could cast Dave Batista and he'd be this huge hulking and hulking imposing lion. And maybe he could conceivably play cowardly. Right. Or it's like Pee Wee Herman is the cowardly lion, you know, and, and that's kind of what I, feel like, that, that's kind of what I feel like they went with here. It's like, he doesn't exactly come across as as a lion per se, but he's, he's sort of overcompensating with the, the roaring and the, the kind of, he, he sort of violates people's personal space a lot. You know, he's like always hugging Yamato and, and, and kind of very, every, everything sort of seems to be on the tip of his, uh, on the tip of his nose kind of thing or tip of his tongue. I don't know what, what crazy analogy I'm trying to, you know, what, what turn of phrase I'm trying to say, but basically it seems like everything's sort of, you know, on his sleeve, so to speak. I, I don't think they did the, the, the male characters that well as far as the human look because, like I said, the, the lion is kind of off. But also, like, the, the two female characters, the, the girl, even though she's a Bengal tiger, when she's in her animal zoom-in form, she, she, she's kind of cutesy and, you know, oh, you know, like, I'm adorable. So when she's in her human mode, you're like, okay, she's cute and adorable. And the shark girl, you know, like, like a shark, she's kind of cold and... You know, not not you know unfriendly, but she's very you know. She she's not like a a, a conversationalist, I guess you would say, and like her her human actress, she has kind of sharp features and she looks like someone who's like you know thinking about stuff, and then also again the elephant guy, <laughs> again, an elephant is a huge animal. The elephant guy is smaller than the lion guy. I mean, as far as his height, 
and he's not a stocky guy. He's like this skinny, kind of like Shaolin monk-looking guy. So I think that was kind of off, too. The elephant guy's also another one who's kind of off. Yeah, I, I can see that, too. Um, I, I think I think I see what you're saying about the, the Bengal tiger. It's like she comes across more as like a cute kitty cat rather than a rather than a tiger per se, but I, I guess I'm not going to complain about that because I think she's cute. But, but as far as yeah. the, I mean, maybe, you know, I guess coming at it from the vantage point of, I, I don't know how many, how many female Japanese viewers, I imagine this is supposed to be for, you know, boys, you know, six to nine or whatever. So I don't, I don't know that there's a lot of female viewers for that, but maybe if there are, you know, maybe they, they find those characters attractive in the same way, you know, maybe we find the girl characters attractive or something. I don't know, even though they don't quite match the animal. I mean, that's, that's the only thing I could speculate on. But, but other than that, like, I, I don't have too much to sort of say about that after this point. Um, I was going to pick your brain, Justin, because you, you're much more uh, well-versed in Sentai than I am. I've, I've, I've grown pretty good on Kamen Rider, but actual Sentai, I've seen very little. Like I said, the, the one fact I knew about the colors was from a wiki, so it's not because I actually knew that. Um, one thing I was going to bring up, though, and this is going to be convoluted, so try to follow me. <laughs> is this the first time we've seen a show where there's five rangers who show up in the first episode, there's five mecha that show up with the rangers, but only three turned into the, the, the actual big mecha in the first appearance? Uh, no, they did that on uh, Kuryoger, the dinosaur, the okay. recent dinosaur one. Like, it was just a mainly a three-mech uh, robot for a while until they got, like, various power-ups or additional mechs. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah, I was, I was just curious, because, uh, yeah, there's this one scene where um, when they become the uh, King uh, Zyuger, they, they, they basically jump through these portals, and it's only the... Uh, the eagle, the uh, tiger, and the uh, no, no, it's the eagle, the lion, and the uh, shark. Tiger and the elephant are left out, and even, even like the girls, like I guess it's only first come, first serve. <laughs> I thought that was kind of cute. Then there, there was another joke that I thought was kind of weird, and also something I didn't quite get because I don't know about the, the it's like what Zayu world or Zoe world is. At one point, um, Yamato's there, and he's talking to the uh, various other humans. And the, the elephant tusk, he walk, he he rides up on another elephant. And, you know, it is kind of like that course where he's like, bear driving a car, how could this be? And he's like, an elephant on an elephant? What's going on? Yeah, though, that is a pretty funny scene. Yeah, that's just like, are there, are there animals here? And, like, are they servants or what? I don't know. But it, yeah, it's cute. He's like, elephant on an elephant? How could this be? I don't want to bring up one thing to Justin and you, Derek. Especially you, Derek. Because we, we've, grown, we've grown fond of mysteries and gaim. And we we love trying to untangle the the plot twists and stuff. I know you've seen episode two, Justin. If you spoil it, this is your series. If we're going to do episode two, we, you feel free to spoil or not spoil away. But obviously, there's a, a second player in this episode they introduce, who's kind of swathed in light robes and stuff. And we see that he's like, he's got to be as human because he's got kind of clawed hands and he's obviously in uh, creature makeup. And he gives like the cube to Yamato. And he does show up near the end of the episode to take a cube randomly. And I'm not trying to be an asshole because I'm like, oh, I'm so smart. Because it seems kind of obvious because they said somebody stole a cube, the other's humans. I'm assuming that's like the, the eagle's human. Do you want me to spoil you? It's up to you as far as like how you want the, the series. Do you want to do the second episode for Sentai Saturdays? I mean, it's up to you, man. I mean, I give you free reign because... Because trying to keep guy secrets and spoilers, you could ask Derek. It, it like almost gave me a mental breakdown. 
Well, I, I don't think it's it's a, a, like a great, you know, mind stumping mystery. Like it, it is the eagle. Yeah, yeah, I, I think, yeah, I think it was pretty obvious. Yeah, I think it's pretty obvious. I mean, I, I I understand what you're saying. There there's sort of a veneer of mystery of of maybe how how did this you know Japanese kid come across the cube and they they give you more details in the second episode, but in this you know it's it's kind of like the, oh well that you're sort of introduced to him in shadows but it's not you know it's kind of like the the ewok shadows you're like oh well we know those are ewoks you know like the, those kind of things you know like we, we kind of we can kind of tell from the shape and the the teddy bear ears that it's a teddy bear you know like it's not it's not super complex like like just was saying it's not it's not a, a rocket science as far as the the mystery goes or whatever but i i think that's pretty cool one, one thing uh I mean, obviously, this is not really spoilers. This is more of a speculation. But, you know, I, I know that Martz in his video kind of jumped and leaped to the speculation that, you know, more than likely the eagle would be the sixth ranger in this series. Like, that's that was his speculation. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe we'll see that character play a, a bigger role as the as the series progresses. I, I think that, I think the idea was I think they actually did maybe probably do that on purpose to make it kind of obvious because, I mean, you know, mysterious being gives guy a cube. People who live on his planet say, someone stole the cube. Kid turns into an eagle. Probably an eagle. <laughs> but um, and, but I, I guess, like, uh, the, the real mystery is, what, why is he doing what he did? Why did he steal the cube? Why did he run yeah, to Earth? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I will so, say the one, one thing that I've been a little disappointed in and, and might be a reason why... I didn't have too much interest in the ninja and some, some other follow-up super Sentai shows is I, I think I've been spoiled by the idea of, you know, beauty Zanette and Kagageisha and, and all these, like, you know, e even though most of the bad guys are just guys in suits, you know, sometimes there are these, you know, sexy evil Sentai ladies there. And, and I, you know, it's like, obviously I guess Nalia is the sexy evil Sentai lady. You know, she's the big bads secretary. She's the one who plugs the continue coins in, in the monster of the week and, and lets them grow big. But she is literally, you know, full suit monster. So at that point, it's like, you know, unfortunately, Grasshopper lady. yeah, it's like, it's like, uh, that doesn't do anything for me. So, so there is that, there is that little, aspect of myself it's like oh if if it was just like you know some some uh you know cute looking you know japanese actress that could sell the evils you know like, <laughs> like maybe that would be something that i would think is more fun than what it is now but it's not it's not like a harsh criticism it's just kind of like oh that would be fun for you know basically th this show does not have you know something for the fathers as they <laughs> so, you know said about you know the the doctor who stuff or whatever you know like with with lita or whatever um but you know that i mean that's you know it, it's not it's not the end of the world it's just something that that of course does occur to me as a as a red-blooded male you know so yeah i, I don't uh, well, think we've had a, a character like that since ghostbusters yeah like in yeah. ghostbusters we had a character who was you know who was definitely like the eye candy for the dads but every series since then it's been mostly uh Guy, you know, people in suits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even even Gokaiger had like the the grasshopper lady robot woman. So excuse me, a trope grasshopper ladies. Uh, what do you guys think about uh, Genesis, the 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 evil overlord and his? My God, what's going on beneath my waist suit? <laughs> yeah, I kind of like that he's not a typical like 
bipedal guy in a suit. Like he's he's more interesting, I guess, visually. I, I sort of like the concept of the whole blood games thing. The idea that these guys are coming down to to fight some games and and it's just gonna have it just so happens to be on our planet it sounds like that that was something that they've done you know a number of times and then it's like this is just you know another another notch in their belt where they're gonna have these tournaments and everything so i thought i thought that as a as a background you know a backstory for why the villains are doing what they're doing was pretty interesting like i i was i was definitely engaged by that but as far as the yeah you know the other I want to take over the world just want to like see the biggest totals yeah 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 I mean I I thought that was kind of neat I mean you know as far as his look like yeah I I agree with Justin I mean I think he looks interesting because he's he's set apart from his lieutenants and everything so in that sense you're like okay cool like you you know basically if you stick all those guys in a room together and you look at this apparatus that he has attached below his waist you're like oh look he's sort of bigger than all of them and he's got extra you know basically extra parts and stuff and you're like oh well he must be you know he he is he is suspended you know like he, he's he's kind of you know bigger than all the other guys so you're like okay cool like you can sort of easily identify him as as the lead character he's the one sitting down when everybody's standing up you know like those kind of things so i think as far as that goes like they they sold to me that he's the guy in charge and and as far as that goes i'm like okay well they did a good job oh just just to be honest eric your blood your wallet is already bleeding but you're also really excited to get a figure arts version of that character <laughs> you know what's funny is they haven't really made a lot of i mean the last thing they made for super sentai was that that vol eagle vol or whatever it was like vol panther vol some Vulcan two pack or whatever it was. And I can't remember them making anything else since then. So I don't know if that's, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's I dead or not. It. You know, it'd be nice if they made some more stuff, you know, maybe finish off yeah. some teams for people, but you know, yeah, the, uh, you know, the chatter on the internet is apparently for some reason, Sentai figure arts didn't sell as well as the common rider figure arts. And, you know, we haven't had anything in several years. So I guess the line is, is dead for now, but like I, I kind of wonder though if you know this is the 40th anniversary, maybe they'll do something, maybe something special. Like maybe they'll give us you know Battle Japan or something like that. Like, that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, I would, I would love having Battle Fever J figure arts. That'd be cool. Or even if they tried to finish off Die Ranger or something like that, that'd be fun too. I, I was going to ask you, Justin, since you brought it up, is this strictly speaking? I know it's the 40th anniversary show. But I know sometimes they have that weird thing where it's like the 40th anniversary show is sometimes like the the 41st show. Is that what we're on now, or am I just confusing myself? Well, I know with Ninja there were some returning, you know, characters. Like there's one episode where you had, uh, you know, you had the Red uh, Ranger from Kaku Ranger, and you had the Red Ninja from uh, Hurricane Ranger. I think you also had Aka Ranger from Go Ranger. And I know later on there's a character from Magi Ranger who shows up, and I think even one of the Metal Heroes shows up because he he was a ninja themed Metal Hero. I, I wasn't familiar with the character, but I think maybe there was some bleed over, like the tail end of Nin Ninja was technically 40th, and you know when this ends it may actually be 41 or something. Like I I'm not sure. I know that Toei has said this is the year of the superhero, 
and, and that that qualifies for Common Rider because I think it's Common Rider's 45th uh, anniversary, and they're good. They're planning lots of different specials. Like for Common Rider, we're getting that Common Rider Ichigo film. Yeah, yeah, which looks pretty yeah. cool, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, they haven't really said what the plan is for Super Sentai, like if they're going to do some big, you know, 199 hero team up thing like they did for Go Kaiju. Yeah, that's actually going to be my question to you, Jeff. It was like, do you think it's going to be kind of like, uh, you know, Go Kaiju where they, they do the whole, like, you know, history of Super Sentai in the season? I'm, I'm not really sure. Like, they, like what I've seen is, like, I've seen, you know, scans of what the Six Ranger is going to look like. I've seen pictures of, like, what what the next like big mech is going to be but as far as like episode descriptions like they haven't you know nothing's come out about returning heroes or like what the what the superhero uh you know the year of the superhero project for super sentai is going to be like we don't know they it's you know they may they're going to do something i just don't know what they're going to do one thing i did want to bring up uh also because i think you and Derek kind of hinted at this um what, what do you guys think about the basic suits for the rangers like the uh I mean, colors aside, but, like, one thing that is also kind of cropped up online is some people don't seem to be fans of, like, basically the way the the, the characters look, in case uh, some of you haven't seen this, is the helmets look very rangery. They they have, like, an animal theme, and they're sculpted. I like them. I think they look really good. But some people have been kind of down on, like, it looks kind of like screen printing of, like, animal faces on their costumes. I, I just kind of knew. Usually it's just like, yeah. I, I could see the criticism that they kind of look like Ben Cooper Halloween costumes, you know, like with the, you know, how like you used to have those, you know, the masks. And then it was just like they printed like Transformers, the logo. And it's like, you're a you're a robot, you know, like, you know, shit like that. It's like you're Spider-Man. And it's got like, you know, Spider-Man's name on it and shit. I, I, I could I could understand that as a criticism. I, I don't think I'd be that harsh. But I mean, I could I could see somebody being like, what are these fucking Ben Cooper Power Rangers? You know? like those kind of things but yeah i i mean it, I, it doesn't bother me too much but i i see i can sort of see what you where you're going with that criticism yeah it doesn't really bother me i mean like i, I think it's one of those things like when you first see it you're kind of like huh that's new but i mean yeah it's not that big of a deal it's like it, it, it just kind of takes you out of it for a second but i think it fits with the uh theme because the, the title of the series as far as translated goes as far as i've seen many times is it's animal task force you know you know so they, they are animals. They're a task force. So, hey, put on the shirts. Why not? <laughs> why not? Why not? Going to something that you really like, like, I, when we first saw, like, stuff from Gaim, like, I was like, this is, this is not going to work. It's like locks and breakdancing and fruit. I was like, this is going to be terrible. And, like, over time, they didn't even want to sub it. They took a look at it, and they were just like, no, we're not going to do this. But as you all know, like, you watch Gaim, and, you know, you get through the breakdancing arc that I really don't like. But once you get past that, like, it's a really great show. Like, it, those, you don't think those themes are going to, like, connect and work together, but they totally do. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know uh, me and um, Derek have been talking to a, a good friend of ours, John Vandover, and also Luke Jack and Heidi. And I think both of them both uh, said, you know, especially, like, I think... I, I, I get confused because they they both like certain things. I know like Luke likes Wizard. Was it Vanover that liked Cookieger? Uh, yeah, well, I know he oh, okay. he got into that like basically. I think that was the first 
Sentai he was watching based on like a podcast, and then that's what led him to find Gaim because he was watching. He he started watching Tokuger, and then there was the team up movie where we had him on the episode to talk about, and then based on that, like that's when he, you know, that's basically how he discovered Gaim. I think so. Yeah, so he he did he did start out watching Tokuger. I don't know that he stuck with it completely through the whole thing, but I know that 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 was something that he he initially checked out. Yeah, and he refers like at some point at, at Tokuger, it actually does get dark too. It's like it's kind of like guy, but it gets kind of dark. So there's certain shows you can't write off. Like you know, I think by and large, I, I saw one episode of an injury. You watched more than I did, Justin. You did a good job on that. You know, you stuck with it, but it just didn't appeal to me from the from the get go. And me and Derek, I mean, we 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 told <laughs> we told John we're going to try to give Ghost a chance. But me and Derek, like the first couple episodes, me and him were totally not turned on to it. We were just like, well, I, so, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I watched the first eleven episodes of Ghost because I were I really wanted to give it a chance, and I, I, I just can't do it. Like, I don't like any of the main characters. <laughs> like, the monk guy, like he's like he's a, you know, hyperactive idiot, much like the what's his name from <laughs> Wizard, who I hated. The woman is the typical, like, shrill, annoying, irritating woman that you wish would just die or get squashed by something. <laughs> I think the I think the main hero is pretty weak and wimpy, and, you know, usually these weak and wimpy heroes will, like, you know, they'll level up and step up to the plate, but, like, he he's still, like, I don't know, like, I mean, he, he's heroic, definitely, but he's still kind of, like, wimpy, in my opinion, but, like, I... As much as I like the aesthetic of the characters and, you know, the ghost icons, like, I think those look great, and they look like great toys. Like, I just don't like the characters at all. Like, I just, I had to stop watching it because I just didn't like it. I, I think that's why, yeah. for me, sometimes I don't, I don't fret too much about images and aesthetics. Like, it, it's like, it could be the coolest thing ever, but if you can't, if you can't get behind the characters, then it's sort of all for naught. And and if maybe the aesthetic isn't that pleasing, if you're like, what's this Minecraft shit? Nah. But as long as you enjoy the characters, and I, I think, you know, so far, so good. You know, like with, with you know, the Jumans and, and, and you know, uh, y y what's his name? Yamato and stuff like that. It's like, I you know, I, I think they seem like, good characters so far so I'm, I'm willing to sort of have their backs at this point like nothing happened where i was like these guys are crazy you know i'm like ah you know that the, it's interesting that they're you know it, it kind of reminds me of of you know the fact that you had series where you know the characters were kind of like these angels or you know they're aliens or you know different you know basically they're not necessarily all human beings in this and that's that's kind of cool and i i hope we get a chance to go back to the the Juman world and, and see, you know, more of this kind of, you know, Tetris, Minecraft, you know, Mario level up. What happened stuff. to Zebra Head? Exactly. Exactly. You know, inquiring minds want to know. Um, I, I will say like, um, I had reservations about this and it wasn't really because of this show. It was because of the ninja. And I really, I, I just, I just didn't get in the first episode. I was just like the first episode kind of kicked me out of it. And I actually did like, Uger. and, you know, before that, I I, I loved you know uh, Gokaiger and stuff. So I mean, I've been pretty okay with Sentai for a while, but yeah, the Ninja just kind of threw me off. So it just suggested so there was like a part of me that was like, oh, we gotta watch a new show. Let's, let's do the old shit. Let's do the old shit. But there was also a part of me that really wanted to get Sentai Saturdays back. I told you it was coming back, assholes. It's back. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I guess if there's uh, no other 
you know, thoughts, questions, or concerns, like we'll we'll end this episode. And as usual, you can check us out uh, at any of our many many social media locations. We have Facebook, we're on Stitcher, Twitter, Tumblr. Like, if it's out there, we probably have it. Um, you can reach us with your comments, questions, concerns, criticisms at vandalspodcast at gmail dot com. And that's it for this episode of Sentai Saturdays. Uh, I'm Justin. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for listening. This is Derek, Derek WC, signing off. And this is Tony. Beast Unleashed! Justin, host awesome show.